0: Hello, this is Season 1, Episode 1. In this season, I'm going to be taking you through what matters most. So what are the most essential choices when designing your home? And in this first episode of the season, I'll be diving into the very first choice, the most important thing to know to make your home great, whatever your dreams, your location or your budget. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. So today's episode is going to bring immediate clarity to you as you design, renovate or build your home. And I mean immediate. It's a big promise, isn't it? Well, it's not one that I make lightly. This is largely because of this fact. Renovating and building aren't one big decision or choice. They're actually a series of choices made one after the other and at any point you may have two options or 20 options or 200 options and this is the thing that I hear regularly. The sheer difficulty that homeowners have in knowing just how to make choices in these myriad of options. So In episode one of the launch season, I took you through how to work out what you want to achieve for your project, because setting those big picture goals is a really useful and powerful tool for guiding your journey overall. But what should you do, though, when it comes to the actual design? When you start trying to work out what to put where and how big to make it and how many of it to have, some homeowners find things can unravel quite quickly. In this episode, I wanna share with you what is the most important thing to know when designing your home. Because if you know this, it can set your priorities in place and it can streamline design overall. Before I start though, I just wanted to share a quick story. Whilst preparing for this episode, I actually asked the Undercover Architect community, what is the most important thing to know when designing your home? And I put it on Undercover Architect social platforms and I also put it on my personal Facebook page. Now, if you're already familiar with Undercover Architect, you'll know that I talk about this most important thing a lot. And the hilarious thing was that when I posted this question to my UA community and to my friends, they mostly responded with the one thing that I talk about. So mission accomplished. The message is getting through. And now, my gorgeous podcast listener, I'm going to share it with you too. The most important thing to know when designing your home is orientation. What on earth is orientation? When it comes to design and architecture, orientation is what compass direction your home faces. So whether it faces north or east or south or west or something in between those directions. And when I talk about the direction a home faces, I mean what direction does the rear of your home face. And I'll share some more information a little later about why I talk about it that way and not the direction it faces to street. The word orientation actually comes from the Latin oriens or orientum, which means the rising sun. Isn't that cool? So why is it even important to know about orientation? Well, once we know the orientation of our homes, we can then start to work out how the sun will move across them. In Australia, where I'm speaking from, we're in the Southern Hemisphere. And so our sun moves through the north. It rises in the east, sets in the west, and it moves through the north in the northern hemisphere, it will still, of course, rise in the east and set in the west, but it will move through the south. Did you know, though, that where in the east the sun rises and how high in the sky it gets, how it tracks through its path until it gets into the evening and where it sets, all of those locations and all of that pathway, those things change based on the time of year and where you are geographically located. The closer to the equator that you get, the higher the sun gets in the sky over your place. And to illustrate this, I want to talk you through our longest day of the year. So that uh, is our summer solstice. And in Australia, that's around December 21st, December 22nd each year. So it's the day of the year when the sun takes longer than any other day of the year to move from rising in the morning in the east and setting in the evening. So it's the day when the sun gets the highest in the sky that it will get compared to any other point in the year. But as I said, just where the sun is and how high it gets will vary based on where you are. So in Hobart in Tasmania, the highest, which is of course in the southern part of Australia, the highest that the sun will get in the sky on the summer solstice is 70 degrees above the horizontal. So if you hold your arm straight out in front of you, parallel with the ground, and then you raise it to 70 degrees above that point, So imagine an angle between in your armpit between that point where it was parallel to the ground and where its new position is. That's where the sun is at its highest point on the summer solstice in Hobart in Tasmania. If you head to Townsville though, which is of course in the northern part of Australia, then the sun on that same day will reach 89 degrees above the horizontal. That's almost directly overhead. So 90 degrees is straight up and 89 degrees is of course just shy of it. So the beautiful thing is, though, that once we know the orientation of our home and of course where it's located, it's possible for us to know how the sun will move across our home on any given day of the year at any time of the day. Now, believe it or not, when I started university over 25 years ago, we had to figure this out using specific charts and protractors. It all had to be done manually. Now, there's an app. Yep, there's an app that you can download onto your phone. And I'll be talking more about useful resources like this one to help you uh, in episode six of this season. A common thing among homeowners that I speak to is that they're always looking to save money and make smart choices that give bang for buck. So, once we know the orientation, then we can know where the sun will be, and then we can design a home that will let the sun in when we want it to come in and keep it out when we want to keep it out. And we can manage heating and cooling as well as natural daylighting for our home. This is seriously the simplest, freest, is that that even a word, freest, (laughs) form of air conditioning that you can install in your place. And it all starts by knowing your orientation. The goodness doesn't stop there with using the sun to manage the temperature of your home. Another reason to learn about orientation is for our well-being. We spend a lot of times in our homes, so making them a place that supports our well-being is really a no-brainer to me. Research shows that natural light helps us with regulating circadian rhythms. It also stimulates the production of vitamin D and serotonin, which aid in mental, spiritual and physical health. Put simply, access to natural light daily sustains us in our health and well-being. And according to research by CSR, who are a leading building products company in Australia and New Zealand, they've found that natural light benefits our mood and our mental health. It aids in recovery from illness, which is why a lot of modern hospitals now have so much natural light coming into them. It also has positive impacts on building occupants generally. And it aids in connection with the local environment, which of course improves our well-being. And it increases a sense of space in a building. It doesn't stop there. Here's another reason to know about orientation because it will save you money in the future. How does it do this? Well, what happens when you're using the sun's light to naturally light your home and the sun's warmth to heat it up when it needs it? Of course, your energy bills will be lower. Heating and cooling by artificial means such as air conditioning and electric heaters accounts for around 40% of our energy bills. And if you've ever lived in a house or perhaps you live in one now where you need to turn the lights on during the day, I live in one of these houses now and our electricity bill is more expensive than it's ever been. You know, I can't wait to change that situation when we eventually renovate our place because seriously, it will be a gorgeously sunny morning outside and I'm asking my kids to turn on our lights so that I can see my breakfast. There's a huge opportunity to reduce the ongoing costs of running your home by grabbing what you can for free in designing for the movement of the sun. Australia is a really big country and it's got varying climatic conditions that require different design responses. And it's possible to respond to these differently when you know your orientation and then create a home that costs less to run. I have another great reason to know your orientation and to design for the movement of the sun. And this is about what will happen when you actually seek building approval for your project. So when you're doing significant renovations or building a new home, you'll require a building approval. And as part of getting your building approval, you'll need to get an energy efficiency assessment. This energy efficiency report is actually done by a specialist consultant using specific software and they review your home design for various elements and then they provide a star rating. This star rating, it basically rates your home's energy consumption. So it's based on how well your design measures up and then you may need to do extra things to get your required star rating and of course your building approval. A well-designed home responding to the orientation of its site generally doesn't need any additional measures to achieve a suitable star rating and this is one area where great design and knowing your orientation will save you big money as well. I've seen homeowners committed to a design they've paid for their drawings they're they're set up for their approvals and they're ready to start building and then they'll get their energy efficiency assessment done and they're told that they need to upgrade insulation they need to change their window types uh, the type of glass in their windows uh, or there's other expensive last minute amendments before they can get their building approval and start on site. When you design for your climate and the movement of the sun, you'll short circuit this process and you can be confident that you'll achieve your star rating without any nasty surprises. And here's yet another reason to know about your orientation. There is an increasing desire of many homeowners I speak to to care more about the world we live in and the impact that they have on it. And they they don't think of themselves as environmental warriors or greenies. But they do believe that climate change is real and they want to make better choices or low-tox choices or choices that are better for our planet. Sustainability or energy-efficient design can be confusing buzzwords when it comes to creating a home. However, if you design your home to respond to the movement of the sun – consider yourself a greenie you will go a massive way to creating a sustainable home it's that simple and lastly here's another reason to know your orientation because it's what can go wrong when you don't or worse still you know it but you ignore it completely i'll illustrate this with an experience that i had not too long ago I recall visiting clients once who had a home where you entered into it at street level on the northern side of the house and the home then terraced down a hillside that fell to the south and then there was another couple of stories of the home built in underneath. So you arrived at this lovely sun-filled front courtyard. There was a deck out the front of as well and it looked like it got a lot of use. And then as you walked into the home, it got a little darker. There were fantastic views to the south. It was a really lovely elevated position. And the living, the kitchen and the dining area were all arranged along that southern edge to look out to the view. They wanted to renovate the home and to add more space in downstairs on the southern side of the house. So I asked them, do you actually have troubles with it being a south-facing home? And they looked at me in surprise. No, not at all, they said. We like that it's cooler. So we moved downstairs to where the kids' bedrooms were and as you came down the stairs, you arrived in this central lounge space that also had a view out to the south and this area was built into the hillside so there was a range of spaces around the edge of it that were quite dark. As they showed me around this floor, which was quite large, they would wave their hands several times at at the darker edges. They said, oh, we use that area for storage or we put a little study nook in there because there wasn't really much else we could do with it or we find that that area gets pretty damp and musty so we can't keep things there or we don't use that area much at all. This was quite a good chunk of their floor area, and it was all dark and musty and not really very useful for much more than storage because the home faced south and nothing had been done to bring northern light into these parts of the home. And this is what can go wrong. If you have a home that doesn't work with the sun's movement and you renovate it and extend it whilst ignoring the sun's movement, you may fluke it, you may get it right, or you may just end up with a bigger, more expensive, permanent dud of a home. And if you build a home that ignores the movement of the sun, you can create spaces that you're paying for, that aren't useful, they don't feel great, or really add function or value to your home or your life. Imagine buying a trolley of groceries at the supermarket. You pack it full to the hilt with everything that you love, every food and product and item you've always dreamed of. You pay handsomely for it. You put it on a credit card, in fact, that will take you a while to pay back. And then you only put half of what you've bought into your car boot. You don't get to choose the best half either. It's just the first half that you grab. And you leave the rest to go to waste outside the supermarket. That's how I see designing a home. When you ignore the movement of the sun, you can waste space that you're paying handsomely to build. You can waste the opportunity to ensure that every square inch of your home gets the natural light that it needs. What if instead you get to take the whole shopping trolley home? You know your orientation. You know how the sun moves across your home and your site. You design for it. You get to create a home where every square inch is lit how you need it to be so you can use it how you need to your home supports your health and well-being it stays comfortable without you having to turn on air conditioning every day so your energy bills are lower you managed to get your building approval without a lot of expensive last minute add-ons and you helped out the planet as well now wouldn't that be amazing have i convinced you yet well if i haven't how's this In my experience of seeing and being in hundreds and hundreds of homes and buildings, and in helping truckloads of clients renovate and build their homes, I know this to be true. When you design for your orientation, for the movement of the sun, it is the single biggest thing you can do to make your home work, feel great, and you feel great in it. And when I say single biggest, that means it can and should be the first choice you prioritise. This then makes every subsequent choice simpler and faster, and that helps streamline design. When you choose to design for the movement of the sun, it overlays every other choice that you make as you design your home. It helps you know where to focus your investment of time, energy and money too. So that makes your project simpler and your life less stressful. Now, something to mention first before we move on. In the Southern Hemisphere, the ideal orientation is a north-facing home. That gives it the best opportunity to grab and manage sunlight and heat through the bulk of the day. One of the common mistakes I know people make in understanding and talking about their orientation is this. Now, when I refer to orientation and your home facing a certain direction, I mean the direction that the rear of your home points in, not the direction that it faces to the street. This is because it's customary for most homes that we live uh, in, that we live towards the rear of them, because that's where we're close to our gardens and we can create great indoor-outdoor connections and be privatised away from the street. So the direction that this rear part of your home faces is what becomes relevant when we start thinking about orientation and design. So when I say it's great to have a north-facing home, I mean it's great that the rear of your home faces north. Some real estate agents will say a home is north-facing and they actually mean that it's north to street. For me though, we don't live in the front of our homes, we live in the rear of our homes as I said. So if an agent is talking about a north-facing home, make sure you know whether it's north to street or north to rear that they're referring to. Now, how do you use orientation in the design of your home? How do you actually design a home that responds to the movement of the sun? Over the next four episodes in this season I'm going to take you through each orientation in detail. So I'll take you through what to be aware of if your home faces north or south or east or west because there's specific tips and tricks to tailor the design of your home to deal with these varying orientations. So before you tune in next week here's some homework. Find out where north is for your home then establish what direction the rear of your home faces or if you've got a main garden area that's not at the rear of your home, say it's at the side of your home, work out what direction that faces. Then you can listen out as we kick off next week and I'll take you through the orientations one by one. And of course, it can be hard to find homes that face due north or due south, for example. So I'll talk about the nuances to be aware of with those in-between directions too. And we'll also be covering what happens when perhaps your your greatest view or your greatest outlook is in one direction, but north is in another, okay? And we'll be covering that as well. So what else is there to consider when thinking about designing for the movement of the sun? Once you know and design for the movement of the sun, we can start to look at also the other natural features and assets of your block of land. And we'll be talking more about this in a coming episode. But as a starter, you know, start having a look. Where do the main breezes come from? What are your best outlooks? Where do you require privacy from overlooking neighbours or from the street? I'm going to turn you into a natural environment detective for your site and your home. And you'll start to really notice these things and start to take record of them. Because when you understand the assets and the drawbacks for your site, and then you can maximise them or minimise them in the design of your renovated home, this is what will help you create a place that's enjoyable to live in and that works. And designing like this is what adds value for free. For me, this is where every design should begin. And you don't know it until you've experienced it. You really don't know what it's like to live in a home that works for the movement of the sun until you live in one and then you never want to go back. So will doing these things really make much of a difference? Put very plainly, yes, they will. It may seem too easy. But have you heard of the 80-20 rule? This is Pareto's law of 80-20. And what it states is that across most endeavours, 20% of the input or effort will result in 80% of the output or effect. And I believe that this applies in home design as well. So in my experience, if you do nothing else except design your new or renovated home so that it Suits the orientation of your location, it allows winter sun in, it keeps summer sun out, and it maximises natural ventilation to cool and warm your home. Then, this will be your 20% input to create your 80% impact. What I have learned in the years I've been helping homeowners create and transform their homes is this you will invest time, money, energy, and effort in building or renovating your home. This will happen anyway. You have the power to choose how and where you make those investments. It's generally expensive to buy a home and to build or to renovate one. And once those decisions are made, they are fairly permanent or expensive to reverse or modify. Your home embodies so much more than the floor, walls and roof that it's comprised of. It represents dreams for your future. It has an emotional attachment and a sense of place, memories Safety and security. So it matters, and of course, you'll want to get it right. So, what's the most important thing to know when designing your home? It's orientation, my dear friend. Orientation. It's that simple. Thank you so much for joining me here at Get It Right with Undercover Architect. Now, if you've enjoyed listening, please head to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. That way, you'll be the first to know about new episodes. And you'll also help others like you find out about this podcast. And to be honest, who doesn't need help when it comes to renovating and building? If you have friends or family planning their future homes, please share this podcast with them too. Remember to head to the Undercover Architect website at www.undercoverarchitect.com. There you can see more information on podcast topics and you can learn lots more about how to get it right. You can also access downloadable freebies, plus learn more about my online program and one-to-one services. This has been Amelia Lee, the Undercover Architect. Thank you so much for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Looking forward to next time. Bye. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, Puck Pass.